Praise the Lord. Amen. Tell the devil, not today. Not tomorrow. That doesn't look good either. Come on. Amen. Not today. Not tomorrow. Praise God. How many know you're victorious in Jesus? You really are. You really are victorious in Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. God is so good. God is so good. Well, this morning, what I would like to do, and I welcome you uh, to the time of the word of the Lord, and I just pray that you're going to leave here transformed. You're not going to leave the way you came. You're going to leave here transformed uh, by the word of God, by the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, by the word of God. So I want you to please, if you can, stand with me with your Bibles. We're going to go into uh, the book of Mark, chapter 4. We've been on our series, um, Seated, Sleeping, and Storm. Seated, Sleeping, and Storm. And in Mark, chapter 4, verse 38, we're going to look there. If we can get that scripture on the screen, uh, that would be awesome. And with your Bible or however you read the word, if we can just stand and I'm going to I'm going to read and we're going to pray and get right into the message uh, this morning for you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Such a great place of freedom to bring forth the word. Mark chapter 4, verse 38. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not? that we perish. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word that brings transformation to our lives. We thank you for your goodness. Um, We just commit our lives to you, Lord. We need you. We need you, God. We need you, Father. And we wait on you because we know that we will leave here totally transformed by your power and by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Please be seated. Please have a seat. Amen. Praise God. So I've been teaching from this sermon series, and I'm trying to be pastoral. Uh, Here we're trying to be pastoral. I'm going to be pastoral this morning. Don't try to be. You either are or you're not. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You have to depend on the Holy Ghost when you're, when you're presenting something. Like, come on, dude. You know what I'm saying? Communicate my word. So, I'm going to be pastoral this morning. And um, based on how you receive the word, we'll see if we get to the place where I start to preach. Amen? Okay? So, not only am I going to be pastoral, I also want to be very practical this morning as well. The word of God is filled with um, powerful uh, biblical truths that we practice. Okay, so I got to be careful because you don't you don't practice this thinking that's what makes you uh, holy, and so you you think that if I do certain things, it makes me holy. It's because God is holy. I do these things. Does that make sense? Okay, so I don't want people because religion tries to creep in any way it can, right? And so people think if I do a bunch of things, and what happens? You give birth to self righteousness. Okay, and so that has no. Uh, uh, attraction with it whatsoever, right? So, uh, so what we want to do is we want to look at some of the prophetic truths of, of the Word of God and see how they can practically, um, in a practical way, help us to achieve the things that God has for us. 
And so today, um, I'm going to share the message on sleeping, um, sleeping, the second part of our three-part message. And so I said, God, you gave me seated, sleeping, and storms, but so far I've only been talking about being seated. And I'm like, okay, maybe I could do it on a Wednesday. I can fulfill the other two. And God says, no, Rowan, there's a timing to what I'm doing. Someone say timing. Please understand that. Time doesn't necessarily heal. God heals. But God uses timing to get us to the place where we can receive him as healer. Okay? So we have to understand that the number one resource that we have, the, the, the number one resource we have is time. That as you give up your time, you can never get that back. Okay? So your time is vital. So that's why being here, you want to maximize being here to capture everything that, that God has for you. And so as I was uh, asking the Lord, I said, God, um, you, you have me speaking about being seated. And he says, yes, until my church understand what it means to be seated in me, they can't move to the next place of how to sleep in the peace I have for them. And so he says, now that you did the all-night prayer me, now go ahead and talk about sleeping. I'm like, that's it, God? He says, yeah. He says, at the moment we finished the, the all-night prayer meeting, he says, now I want you to shift. Now, now I want you to look at the scripture again, and I want you to talk about sleeping and the reason why we're able to sleep. Okay? It's, it's really, really cool. So as we look at this text, we notice that it says, and Jesus actually went ahead and he fell asleep. Okay? And so when you look at this word in the Greek, the word sleeping simply means to relax. It means, it means to, to just it sleep, right? And this gives us an indication of Jesus' humanity. So here was Jesus, and the Bible says, if you've been reading along with us, it says that they took him as he was, and he got into the boat. And when he got into the boat, he went to the hinder part of the boat, or the stern of the boat, and he fell asleep as they were on their journey, Okay. And so the question now needs to be asked, okay, why did Jesus fall asleep, right? Why did Jesus fall asleep? Well, if we take a look at it, we can see that Jesus was doing ministry all day. All day he was teaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was not only just teaching the kingdom of the, uh, of the he wasn't just teaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was also preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Let me put a point right there. When you're going to do ministry, and every single one of us is called into ministry, Here is what we need to understand. We have to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Salvation is found in the gospel of the kingdom of God. Right? So you're not just teaching them for behavior modification. That won't do anything. It's not some psychological. If I just think on it for a long time, it's going to work. That's what brings frustration, disappointment. What you need to understand, it is the kingdom. We literally have to change the way you think. That God is about changing our thinking. Romans 12 tells us he wants to be renewed in your mind. So it says, be transformed by renewing your mind. So it's once to renew your mind then, you form habits or you do things now that lines up with the word of God. Okay? So we need to minister because we can get caught into doing ministry where we get burnt out and we leave ministry. And, and you think about that. We're doing something for God that burns us out. So somehow we're doing it wrong. I'm not saying we can't be tired from doing ministry. I'm saying we are burnt out from doing ministry. And what happens a lot of times is that we lose focus on God being the priority. Right? God being the priority. So it's important then that we understand it's the gospel of the kingdom. It's impossible. Right? Now let me back up. So I was um, looking at um, 
I was listening to a, a preacher, and uh, he passed away. And the cause of his death was he had went back into uh, a lifestyle of, of using um, um, drugs. And so he finally, you know, I think it was OD, and, and, and he died. And I decided to let, let me just listen to, you know, to his wife as she was speaking. And they talked about how they began ministry, and it was like about five people in their ministry. And then the ministry just grew to like thousands, just thousands. And um, it, it was awesome. And, and then all of a sudden in this conversation, she's talking, and she's like, but it's almost like we, we drift apart. Like the ministry grew, but we grew apart. And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, hold on a second. You're seeing success where the word of God is being uh, evident. It's, it's being demonstrated that there is a call of God on their life. And the ministry is growing and it's blossoming. And all of a sudden, it says, as the ministry grew, we grew apart. And I'm going to tell you that when you are preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and the enemy will try to come in and make you preach the gospel of the kingdom of man. And what happens when we start preaching the kingdom of man, we think we're the one that can sustain this. And what happens after a period of time is that we separate. And what happens is we lose focus that God is our priority and not what we do for God, but it's who we are in God. Oh, I'm going to teach this because you got to understand this, right? Because if we want to talk about sleeping after being seated, you have to understand you're seated in Christ Jesus. You're not seated in your identity in something else. Your identity is in Christ Jesus, not the struggle. Come on. Your identity is in Christ Jesus. So as one area grows, this ought to become even that much more growth, right? Because you understand that it's the gospel of the kingdom of God that we're supposed to be teaching. A child can teach a gospel of the kingdom of God. And Someone who's knighted can teach the kingdom of the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's what we have to teach, and that's what Jesus taught. So if we want to see transformation, someone say transformation. In your life personally, if you want to see transformation in your school, if you want to see transformation in your place of employment, if you want to see transformation in every relationship that you have, listen to me, in every relationship that you have, because God is the God of relationships, in every relationship that you have, it has to be based on the kingdom of God. It has to be based on God's system, God's way of doing things. And so we struggle in doing things God's way, and so we then get tired and we get burnt out. But what God wants to understand, he doesn't want to take away our humanity. He understands that we are, we are, we're humans, right? And so here it is that Jesus now, he was doing ministry. He was doing ministry unto the Lord. Because there was a time when the people were seeing the miracles. Watch Jesus. See, Jesus did in three and a half years what people tried to do in 30 years. In three and a half years, I said, God, why don't it take three and a half years that Jesus was on this earth? You took on? He says, because he was so focused on me. He was so committed to my will to be accomplished in the earth. Just took him three and a half years to do it. And he was gone. And so there's a time where Jesus was performing great miracles. And the people were excited. They're like, oh, my goodness, the Messiah's here. And the blinded eyes are being opened and all this miraculous thing. And the Bible said they wanted to make him king. And what did Jesus do? He got away from them. He says, no, I won't be exalted by man. I want to be exalted by God. Come on. Come on. So there's times people want to try to exalt you. They want to put you on a pedestal. They want to put you in a high place. And you got to say, hold on a second. My first focus is on Jesus Christ. And that's where my identity is. I'm here to tell you, and God wants me to say this over and over again. And he's talking to me as well. We cannot afford to have our identity put in things we do. Our identity must be in who we are in Christ Jesus. 
receive that now because if you want transformation, it's got to be based on who we are in Christ Jesus. Someone say amen. amen. That's good stuff. Maybe elementary, but it's deep. It's deep. And so we can no longer afford the enemy to sneak in on the good we're doing for God that we miss the fact that we're supposed to be about God. It's supposed to be about God. And I looked at that and I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord. How was that? I said, well, protect me from that. So this message this morning is for me as well. There's so much conviction that's burning in my heart about this message, about the importance of getting a good night's sleep. Getting a good night's sleep. And so here was Jesus now. And so they put him, and so he, he, he fell asleep. He was tired. He was tired, and so he fell asleep. And so our first thing I want to look at then is the science of sleep. The science of sleep. And it says, not only, and I quote, not only does sleep help us create and consolidate memories, but it also helps us maintain a healthy immune system. It regulates our hormones that affects our appetites and stay energetic when we're awake. So the science of sleep is important. So science is saying that if you get a good sleep, it helps to be more productive. That's what science says. Okay. And so here it is now that as the body of Christ, as we're seated in Christ Jesus, we are then supposed to have good night sleep. We're supposed to, right? And I'm going to share with you how that can be achieved, right? When we understand that we are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places, okay? How we can actually accomplish that. Because here's the deal. You have a ministry, I said earlier that you are a blessing to somebody. You have a ministry. It's not just Pastor Roe here preaching. Every single one of us, on the sound of my voice, if you receive it, and you're born again, and you're transformed by the kingdom of the gospel, you have a ministry that God is sending you out apostolically to to transform, right, the area of influence where you are. The kingdom of God is expanding. It has grown because people are grabbing a hold of this word and says, you mean I got a ministry? Yes, you have a ministry. The moment you identify your identity is in Christ Jesus, he releases gifts to you and you have a ministry. And so gone are the days where it's a one-man show. Gone are the days where it's just a person up here. No, you can walk into the mall and you can lay hands on the sick. You can also walk and prophesy to people as well. You have the same amount. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no Holy Spirit just for the pastor and no Holy Spirit for the people in the pew. No, every single one of us, we have a ministry. And I declare the boldness of God over your life. As long as you have the message of the gospel of the kingdom, God wants to release you. Someone say, I'm a blessing to somebody. Come on, don't judge the outward appearance. Come on, somebody. There is a dudamus inside of me. There's a presence inside of me. There's a power inside of me because I've been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So daily I'm asking God when I walk into Myers or Walmart, and every single cashier, there's none open, amen, except the one single checkout thing. So frustrated. Got 30 checkout lines and now one of them are open. Good God Almighty. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And I'm telling you, man, I almost don't like telling Megan I'm going to Walmart. Because the moment I tell babe, I say, babe, I'm going to Walmart. Ooh, okay, can you get this, please? I'm like, no. No. No one's going to be there to check me out. It's going to be just the self-checkout. So don't like it. 
Okay, I went on a rabbit trail. Let me get back here. So, so I'm telling, especially from TGP, I'm telling right now that if you're not walking out to get a show. Oh, look at this gift I have. And you just want to, you want to put it on display. No, you want to demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom. Write that down. There's a difference between just being on display and wanting to demonstrate the power of the gospel of the kingdom. If you just want to be on display, you'll dress yourself up. You think I have to be a certain way. I got to fit a certain mold. If you just want to be on display. But when you want to demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom of God. Oh, you know, you got a power inside of you. That is greater than any power on the outside. The Bible, I believe, says this. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And because of that, I'm going to be seated and I'm also going to be able to sleep. Mm -hmm. Come on, I'll be able to sleep. And so even science is telling us that a good night's rest improves your immune system. So God, because of the gospel, is going to transform some sickness just because we're going to be able to sleep. The enemy keeping us up. And it's been bringing all sort of aches and pains in our lives, right? Because the gospel of man, right? And, and fear that comes from that. And we can't sleep because we're watching what's going on in the world system, right? But the gospel of the kingdom causes us to be able to sleep. It causes us to be able to rest in the presence of God. Someone say, I'm a gift to somebody. And I got to be around for a long time. Amen, somebody. I, I, I got to have longevity. And so the basic reality is getting a good night's sleep is awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. So science tells us that. Oh, science tells us that. Now, now I look at the scripture and it's interesting because I thought when I was, when I was growing up and, and I would eat and right after I would eat, I'd go to sleep. And I thought it was a Jamaican thing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we'll have church and we'll go eat. And as soon as we finish eating, I'm like, oh my gosh. And you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll just go to sleep. And I literally thought it was a Jamaican thing. And then I met other cultures and they do the same thing. And I'm like, okay, so it's not a Jamaican thing. It's something about when you eat. Someone say eat. eat. So they say if you get a good night's sleep, it affects your appetite, right? And so I'm looking at that. And so here in the Bible now, I'm like, the Bible is just amazing. So in 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 23 and verse 25, because um, you could take the scripture to justify anything. Amen, somebody. You could just find a scripture like, this is what it means. And if you don't know the gospel of the kingdom, come on, you'll fall prey to that, right? And you'll be misled with that, okay? And so, but here's a text that I think really just in a practical way just really confirms that it's not just Jamaican, amen. It's also a Hebrew thing, okay? So, so, so here it is now. So, so in 1 Samuel 9, verse 23 and verse 25, and, it said, and Samuel said to the cook, bring the portion I gave you, of which I said to you, put it aside. So the cook took up the leg and what was on it and set it before Saul. And Samuel said, see what was kept and set is set before you. Eat because it was kept for you until the hour appointed that you may eat with the guests. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. Now in some translation, it ends at this part. And when they came down from the high place into the city, but the English Standard Version uh, explains it as it expands the Hebrew. It says, and they came into, sorry, they came into the city and a bed was spread for Saul on the roof and he laid down to sleep. Now watch this now. This is the commission of where Samuel now is going to find the next king and he says, okay, we need to eat, right? And so the guests are all there and they eat, had a great time. It was a great cook. It was a really healthy meal. Because Saul was about to take on an assignment now of bringing the kingdom of God, right, to a people. 
Okay, so understand that this was a commissioning now. This was an assignment. And he's saying to him now, hey, you have to eat. Make sure you eat healthy. Make sure you have a healthy appetite for what God is about to do. And this is the natural. I'm going to show you now how spiritually this can apply to us as well. And the Bible said they got to the roof. And so how it was in their housing, you can go on the roof and, and that's where they would sleep, right? We talk about Peter when he went up on top of the roof to pray. Okay, there was lodge in there. And so here it is now. They said they came from the city and they put a bed down. And after eating this great meal, Saul's like, man, I got to sleep. And he goes and they lay the bed out for him. And Saul now is sleeping on the bed. He's getting rest because the assignment that God's about to give him requires Saul to be in a healthy mind. It requires Saul to understand you're about to go to a people who has not been governed yet, right? And so now Saul, you have to understand, it's for my kingdom, it's not for your kingdom, right? It's for my kingdom, Saul, it's not for your kingdom. And so Saul is now sleeping on the assignment that God has given him. And when you understand that God has given you assignment, that is the first thing to understand how to have a great sleep is understand that God has assigned me for a purpose. So therefore, I've got to make sure that I stay healthy. I've got to make sure I'm productive. Why? Because I'm a blessing to somebody. I'm a gift to somebody. Somebody needs me. I'm a value. So when the enemy tries to tell you, you have no value, you say, devil, you shut up. I'm going to go to sleep. Why? Because I have an assignment from God to bring the kingdom message to somebody. Somebody. Someone say, I'm a value. I'm a value. I have purpose. And so there it is. There it is. There it is. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost, for that word right there. I have purpose. I have purpose. I have purpose. I have purpose. I have an assignment from God. I'm going to eat and I'm going to sleep. I'm going to eat and I'm going to sleep. And so science tells us that that's what happens. It's because of the food that we're eating. It does something to us. And so here it is. That we are, that we are sleeping. But let's look at the scripture when it comes to sleeping. And how important is our diet and what we eat. And so in John chapter 4 verse 34, the Bible says, now watch Jesus, right? He says, I must go to Samaria. And Jesus now, he goes to Samaria because he was on assignment from God. He says, I'm a blessing to somebody. I don't care whether it's a thousand people or one person. Listen to me. God will come after you. If it's just you, God will come after you. It's not just about the crowd. It's about you. And everyone under the sound of my voice, you may be thinking different things right now. But I'm here to tell you that God is so strategic. He knows exactly what you need. That you'll come right after you. There's no obstacle. There's no barrier. There's nothing that can prevent God from coming after you. Now, you may not receive it, but it doesn't mean that God's not coming after you. Your reception doesn't mean that God is not trying to give you something, right? And here it was, this woman at the well who felt like no one needed me. She couldn't go. Come on, ladies, you always go together. And here she was by herself at 12 noon when the heat was, at the sun was at the highest point where there was heat. She's by herself. And God's like, no, she has to know there's purpose. She has to know that there's value inside of her. And so Jesus says, I must get to Samaria. God is saying prophetically, I must get to TGP. Come on, come on, come on. Because there's a woman or there's a man that wants to know, am I of any worth to anybody? Do I have any value whatsoever? I've been with all these men and they couldn't satisfy. They gave me unexpected, come on, I could, they couldn't meet my expectations. And I'm now drinking from this well. God is saying, I have a strategic plan for TGP that I'm coming right there and no obstacle. Nothing's going to prevent me. No talk of the enemy. Come on, somebody. No curse is going to prevent the things I promised. He said, I must get to TGP. You got to receive that this morning that God is saying, I got to get to TGP. 
Because someone needs a word to bring transformation. They cannot go back to the city the way they are. They can't go back with the water that's bitter. Come on, somebody. We can't afford for you to pull up bitter water and go back to a city and pour out bitter water. No, you got to get the water of blessing. You got to say, I don't need. Come on, somebody. She dropped the water container. She says, what I have, I can't contain it. Oh, good God Almighty. This thing is going to limit what I just experienced. Some of you need to let go of that bucket. Come on. I know you got a bucket list come on somebody but it can't contain all the blessings of God you gotta drop the bucket and go back and be a blessing someone say drop the bucket I feel the Holy Ghost in this place I told you I was just going to try to be someone's receiving this word right now you need to drop that thing come on somebody you've been holding on to it and you're trying to worship God with this bucket of bitterness and God's have assigned you and you're going back and that's why you can't sleep. Come on, somebody. And sometimes in that bucket is, is you looking at the reflection and you're seeing the shame. You look at the reflection and you're seeing the guilt and you can't sleep. And he's saying that you need to drop the bucket and go back in the city and says, come, come see a man. Come see a man. He's got a message about the kingdom. He's got a message to bring transformation. And the whole, the whole city came back and they sat as Jesus taught. And they're like, oh my goodness, you not only were on display. No, no, no. Because when you were on display, we talked about you like you were a loose woman. When you're on display, we talked like you were a loser as a man. But all of a sudden, now you're no longer on display. You are now demonstrating something I've never seen before. Mm, I'm teaching this thing. Come on, somebody. When you drop the bucket and you go and says, I'm a blessing and you've been with Jesus, people will see the demonstration of the power of God. That's why I'm prophesying your school debt will be paid so you can go back and says, now I got nothing holding me back. I can be a blessing because the money I save, the resources I save is for the gospel of the kingdom of God. It was the kingdom of God that got me out of this debt. So therefore, I am going to use the resources for God's glory. Get it together. Get a good night's rest. Get a good night's rest. And so they came back and says, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you don't know about. Verse 33 of John chapter 4. So the disciples said one to another, has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. So as you're going to be eating from the table of Jesus and you accomplish your work and your assignment, there are times where you will get tired. There are times you're going to get tired and you just need a good night's rest. That shows your humanity. As the Holy Spirit comes, listen, our flesh can't contain all that God wants to do in in, in and through us. It really can't. The Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so therefore, you see the limitations of the flesh. That's why religion is such a disappointment because it's all about magnifying the limitation of the flesh. Just like rebellion, the opposite of that is religion. And both of those cause you to just get burnt out. Eventually, those who are rebellious, eventually you will get burnt out. Eventually, you will get burnt out. For those who are religious, eventually you get to a place well, you'll get burned out. But right here, right here, is where God is saying, I want you to get a good night's sleep. I want you a good night's sleep. And so we now take a look, and here was Jesus now saying, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm tired. The will of the Father has been revealed. The decision has been made. He said, let's get to the other side. 
once you know, listen to me, listen to me real quickly, listen to me. If you know the will of God for your life, he wants you to have a good night's rest tonight. If you know the will of God for your life right now, the decisions you got to make, listen to me, the decisions you got to make right now, you're going to have a good night's sleep. I'm going to say, Naomi's not going to try to raise his ugly head, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to have a good night's sleep. Because you know the will of God for your life. And because you're saying, my desire is to fulfill what God has for me. Okay? And so here it is now. They, they're, they're on the boat, and they come and they wake up Jesus because now they're in jeopardy. He's sitting, I mean, he's sleeping, and they, they come and they wake him up. And it sounds like in Psalms 44, verse 23 and verse 26, it says, Awake, why are you sleeping, O Lord? Awake, why are you sleeping, O Lord? Rouse yourself. Don't reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget our affliction and oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our belly clings to the ground. Rise up. Come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. That's what the psalmist wrote while they were going through a storm, going through a difficulty. And here the disciples was waking up Jesus and Jesus, don't you care that we're going to perish? He says, wake up. Arouse yourself. Do something, Jesus. And Jesus gets up, of course, as we know, and he rebukes the wind and the waves. So let's take a look at Jesus, right? Because they're asking the questions, you know, uh, don't you care that we're perishing? So my second point, the first one was the the science uh, of sleep. The second one is how to sleep in heavenly peace. How to sleep in heavenly peace. And if many of us know uh, Christmas songs, right? That's one of the famous Christmas songs that's been translated over 300 different languages, right? And if you know the history of that silent night where that uh, phrase, excuse me, right? Sleep in heavenly peace. It was where the uh, organ uh, was broken and the composer or the writer of the lyrics of Silent Night um, went to a friend and says, hey, the organ's broken and I, it's, it's not working, so can you compose um, the music for this lyric I wrote and play on a guitar? And so he went and, and, and they, they did it and it became just a great song and it was Christmas Eve and they sang it and, and a wonderful song. But I want to share something with you, right? Because, because if you just limit uh, to see the goodness of God or see Christ in Christmas, you, you'll miss it when we're in July. Okay, you, you think I'm out of season. Pastor, you can't talk about silent night. You, you missed it. You got a couple more months before that. And we missed the spirit of which was being said, right? Okay, and so when you understand kingdom, you have to understand that that song was downloaded from a kingdom perspective that transcends the season of humanity, right? Okay, and so here it is now that, that he writes it. In. And, and so when I looked at that sleep in heavenly peace, I said, okay, what, what are you saying, God? And so here's why I believe he was, he was sleeping. Because in Psalms 4, verse 8, write this down, Psalms 4, verse 8, if we can get it on the screen, this is it right here. So Jesus heard the Father's command, get to the other side, right? He, he hears it. He says, get to the other side. And Jesus said, yes to God's will. So the first thing you have to do to get a good night's sleep, you have to understand my life has purpose, but you also have to understand I'll do the will of the Father. Because if it's the will of the Father, right, if it's the will of God, it will come to pass in my life, okay? So pursue the will of God at all costs. Pursue the will of God for your life at all cost, right? That, that's what you want to do. And so in Psalms 4, verse 8, it says, In peace I will both lay down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Listen to that. I will both lay down and sleep, how? In peace. For you, Lord, only make me dwell in safety. So the first thing we have to understand is this, that Jesus understood that he was safe in the will and safe in the love of God. Oh, man. 
So if we want to have a heavenly peace, it's because we know that we are seated in heavenly places. And I shared last week that the evidence of being seated in heavenly places is that you have peace with God. So if you have peace with God and you know the will of God, you are indestructible. Come on. Hallelujah. That you're able to sleep and get rest for your body. Why? Because you know the will of God. You know the ways of God. And you understand that I can dwell in safety. I can dwell in safety. Amen, somebody. And so oftentimes I would stay up late at night and I'll be, and I'll be stressed out and, and wondering and I'm staying up late because I want to get so tired that I have to sleep. And I got a TV on and maybe it's telling me is I'm on my phone and, and after a while the phone drops. You know what I mean? So I'm like this, I'm laying down and I'm sleeping like, you know, it's like, I think that's a hint, buddy. <laughs> I think you're tired now. Nope, I got to sit and see what's going on. I got to check because I'm trying to get, get weary and not knowing that God has an assignment for me the next day and he wants me to get rest. But the day's issues have been weighing on my mind. And I'm questioning as they speaking to me. You sure you're in the will of God? You sure that decision you made to transition from your place of employment? You sure that's the right decision? And I'm like, this awake. And I'm going, what's going on? Lord? I mean, have you ever been there? Have you ever been there when you're trying to sit and you're trying to sleep, but you just can't? And you got to remind yourself that you are, in, you are in seated with Christ in heavenly places. I'm telling you, there's people here that God has called you, but you are so exhausted. You've been fighting and you are tired. And God wants you to know this morning, he wants to have a good night's sleep. Hmm. Praise God. Praise God. So Jesus now flips it around. They asked him, Jesus, why are you sleeping? He said, I'm sleeping in peace. And I'm dwelling in safety. But in Luke 22, verse 45 and verse 46, Jesus turns around and asks them, um, why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? And so in Luke 22, verse 45 and 46, it says, And when he rose from prayer, he came to his disciples, and he found them sleeping for sorrow. Or one translation says, they found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. It was a long day. And Jesus, you know, ministering with Jesus, I mean, it, it takes a lot. Jesus and his ministry, it was so productive, it was so fruitful, his ministry. They were with him. And so here they were that their eyes were getting heavy, and so they were falling asleep. He had said, hey, come on, just stay right here. I'm going to go into the Father, and I'm going to pray. And here's our transition right now, why God said you have to wait, Rowan, and tell the all-night prayer meeting to switch now to what it means to sleep. Okay? And so here it is now that he's going, and he says, I'm about to be betrayed, and he says, stay over here, and he goes, and Luke talks about that as he was praying, great drops of blood was falling on, and they were just heavy. He comes the first time, they were sleeping, he goes back again the second time, they were sleeping, and he asked the question, he says, why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? He says this word, right? He says, why? And it was just a natural sleep. They were exhausted. They were tired from doing ministry. And in Luke 22, verse 46, he said to them, why are you sleeping? He says, rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. So what's being said here is this, is that there's a sleep that we get that we're in peace, but there's also a time where God wants us to make sure that we are praying, right? That we are praying so people can sleep. I'm making the transition. 
make a transition, right? Because when it's God now who is sustaining you, there are times where God wants you now. Watch this. Because in the boat, the Bible says that he laid on the pillow. And there are times now, and I believe prophetically, what God is saying now is that when the church knows my will, right? And just like I was able to sleep and I rested on the pillow, he now is saying, take the same pillow. Because there's some of us here that God wants to use us to be prayer warriors, to be intercessors, to pray. Come on, to pray that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because some people are questioning, God, can I really dwell in safety? Can I really have peace? And God is saying, yes, because I've called people who are a blessing, who are a gift, who have an assignment. And that assignment is to pray and intercede. He says, saith God, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. So why nations are having all the battles and the war, God has said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, and pray, then I will hear from heaven and I will send forth a word I will send forth a word that will bring peace into them can I get a praying church in the house he's saying come on as Jesus was sleeping on the pillow he wants the church now to take the same pillow and to put it down and to get by their bed. Come on, somebody. And says, I know there's someone who the enemy is troubling. I know there's someone the devil is speaking lies to. He's trying to tell them they're not a blessing. They're a burden. But I'm here to tell you, if you get on your knees, come on, somebody. And if you change your position and if you make your bed your altar, hallelujah, there are times when you can't sleep. It's not the devil. It's the Holy Ghost telling you that you need to open up your mouth and pray for somebody why are you sleeping rise and pray He's saying to the church, it's not time for us to sleep because while we're sleeping, the enemy is coming in. Come on. And he's planting weeds amongst the, uh, amongst the weed. Come on. He's coming in. He says the church is asleep, but we have to wake up and understand that we have an assignment from God, that God has commissioned us to be a voice. Listen, people are losing faith in every institution, but I prophesy they will never lose faith in the church. Come on, somebody, because the church is what God is built. Jesus Christ is building his church. And upon this rock, he says, I will build my church. We need intercessors who do I have in the midst that are intercessors today that says yes I will pray I will rise up and pray I'll 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 rise and pray so we have to know the time the time to sleep but the time for us to rise and pray so we don't enter into temptation let me get practical now how this works how this works. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 12, so Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. So Peter now, on assignment, on assignment from God, know the will of God, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and persecution came. Now, we won't be surprised by that, because the Bible says, by the word, we're going to get persecuted. By the word of God. Not our words, the word of God. Right? So it's not, don't shoot the messenger, right? We're just the vessel that God is to bring his word. And so here it is now that Peter was, was obeying the Lord. He, he was doing the work of God and they arrested him. And so we have to lock him up and, and, and they put him in prison and he's locked up. But the Bible says the church wasn't sleeping. The Bible says that earnest prayer was made for him unto God by the church, by the church. Why? Two reasons. I think number one 
was that James was killed, and Herod saw the reaction from the people when he killed James, right? And said, we're going to do the same thing to Peter. And we, we see nothing in the scripture that says they were praying for James. We don't see anything like that. And once they realized that one of their spokesperson was dead, right, they killed James, they said, ooh, we better start praying. We, we better start praying. Come on, right? Right? So, so, so they said, Let, let's, start, let's start praying. And so all of a sudden they start to pray. What was their effect of their prayer? The church staying awake, on, on knowing the will of God, what was the result of it? Okay, watch this now. So, so the, the Mayo Clinic teaches us that there are seven steps to a better sleep, right? And one of them they said is you need to get comfortable, right? You need to get comfortable. And so we went to all night prayer meeting. Megan and I, we came and all we brought was just a jacket. You know, that's it. Man, we had some prayer words. Walked in, they had their blankets. <laughs> they had their pillows. They set up shop. And I'm like, ooh. They come to hunker down. Come on, somebody. They, they, they come to get comfortable. And so when you want a good night's sleep, the first thing you got to get comfortable in knowing who you are in God. Yeah. Huh? Come on. If you're going to go and be a prayer warrior, you got to understand that God's going to hear your prayer. And so they came and everything was there and everything was spread out. We're like, oh, my goodness. They, they're coming all night to pray. And so the church got comfortable in praying. Let me say again. The church got comfortable in praying. They took it out of the school, but the church is still comfortable with praying. Come on, somebody. They took it out of the halls of government, but the church is still comfortable with praying because it says, I belong. It says, make my house a house of prayer. We have to get to a place where we are comfortable in our conviction that if we pray, that if we open up our mouth, come on. Somebody is tossing and turning at night. They can't sleep. And God is saying, church, rise up and pray so they don't enter into temptation. We have to rise up now. And what God is revealing to me in these last days is he needs intercessors, prayer warriors who will make him legal in the earth. Watch this now. Understand this. The word of God says when we pray the will of God into the atmosphere, you give God legal permission to come in and to do his work. That's why we want to pray. That's what the devil wants to shut our mouth. Because when you you open up your mouth and you say thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven you give God the legal right yes I said that you give God who has no limits you give God the legal rights to step in come on and to be a blessing and to manifest his glory and to manifest his goodness there are people who can't sleep and God is saying let me be legal in their life open up your mouth church and pray and pray Pray and pray. The church wasn't built because of great preaching. The church wasn't built because of great praise. The church was birthed when they were praying. Mm. I don't know about you, but God reminded me, come on, how much I need prayer and my family needs prayer. And I'll always humble myself and even have a child pray for me as long as they know God. And they have access to the kingdom of God. There's no junior Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. No junior Holy Spirit. Huh? I was reading Facebook and uh, Nicole said, talking to, to, to her son. And she said, I majored. He corrected her. says, no, God made me. I mean, no, God made me. You're just a vessel I came through. God made me. That's from a child. Come on, somebody. I want him to lay his Holy Ghost hands on me. 
You get a revelation like that. Come on, somebody. At that young age. Come on, somebody. At that, you're missing what I'm telling you. A young child. Come on, somebody. Is saying, hey, listen. I know where I came from. Come on, somebody. I respect the vessel. But let me correct you if I have to. There's a power inside of me. And hallelujah. When I toss and turn. Call Anthony. Pray for pastor. Do I got to pray in church this morning? Oh, you're missing that. Here was a child. Open up your mouth and make God legal. I pray in church. 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 And let me end with this. I pray in church because we're getting with prayer. So watch this now. The second thing it says to a good night's sleep in the Mayo Clinic was to manage stress. Manage your stress. To help restore peace in your life, consider healthy ways to manage stress. And then one thing you want to do is you want to make sure before you go to bed, you're reading the scriptures. <laughs> if you want to manage your stress, make sure before you go to bed, you read the scripture. The last thing that gets into your mind, into your ears, into your mouth, is what's going to be able to give you a good night's sleep. And so you've got to be reading the word of God before you go to bed. You want to lay in the promises of God. You want to lay and rest in the promise of God. Right? Because stress is trying to come on us and, and all those things. And, and my body physically feels when I'm stressed. It feels it physically when i got things I'm thinking about and, and I'm concerned about the next day and all the things that happen to me. But when I read the word of God, there's something about the word, the promise of God that just comes alive. you got to manage stress. And in reading the scriptures, right, you're able to get what God's going to give us. And we're going to launch you out with this. Okay? Because we're going back to, to, to where was Peter was locked up in prison. Okay, and I want to show how Peter was able to go to sleep while he was in prison. Okay, what's neat about this is, is, is this as well. Um, so it says in Exodus chapter six, verse one, Esther chapter six, verse one, that the king was couldn't sleep. The king couldn't sleep because because there was there was a, a favor uh, uh, that wasn't done. Watch it. The king couldn't sleep. Come on, you gotta get the king couldn't sleep. There was an action that was taken by by by, by a righteous individual. And, and the king couldn't sleep because God is saying, there will be no deed. I will be in debt to nobody. So, so here it was that a righteous deed was done to protect the kingdom. And the king now is trying to sleep, but he cannot sleep because there was a debt the king owed. And so it says, bring me the chronicles. Bring me the records of the day's activity. And he read, and he read about what Mordecai did in protecting the kingdom. And he says, have I honored Mordecai yet for what he did? Because I can't sleep. Because I have the authority and the resources to bless more. Oh, you got to get this. When you're on assignment from God, doing the will of God and the work of God, come on. God is saying, if you access me by faith. Those who diligently seek me, come on, they'll get a reward. And as you are doing the will of God in the earth, come on, God will be in debt to nobody. And so he will look through his chronicles, his day activity, come on somebody. And he will find someone who's righteous, who protected and promoted the kingdom of God. And he will say now, have we done anything? Have we, have we rewarded their faith? 
And God is here to tell you, come on, he wants you to know that God is going to reward you for your faithfulness. Come on, somebody. That he is going to bless you because he has the resources and the authority to bless you. So as you're doing the work of God, as you're doing the will of God, God is going to bless you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to increase your life. Someone say, yes, Lord. He is. He is. He is. He is. And so here we launch out with this now. How do we get, the third thing is steps to a sound sleep, a sound sleep. And here it is. And the Bible says, right, in Acts chapter 12, verse 6. Now, when Herod was about to bring him out. So there's one king, right, who had his agenda. But here's God who had his anointing. Come on. (laughs) And when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, Bound with two chains and, 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 and the army, the, the soldiers before the door was guarding the prison. This was a high valued prisoner. This was the voice of the church. What's happened is that the system of this world has tried to lock up the church. To silence our voice so we are stressed out and we can't sleep. Here the king gave his decree and gave his edict of what's supposed to happen. And all of a sudden, Peter was able to sleep. Why? Because the verse earlier said the church was praying for Peter. In other words, this is, I can't go to sleep yet because one of our own is in trouble. And I'm a blessing to somebody. And so instead of laying their head, they put it on the And they got on their knees. And they started to pray. See, there are storms coming in our lives. But the church is praying. There are things that the enemy is trying to to, to, to bring into your life. But the church is praying. The church is praying. And here is how from scripture you have a sound sleep. The first thing is this. is Psalms 3 verse 5. I will lay down and sleep. I woke up again for the Lord sustained me. The second, Psalms 121, verse 1 and 4. I look, I lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Psalms 127, verse 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city. Unless God watches over Mary. Unless God watches over Delaware. Unless God watches over the city. Right? He says this, that as long as if God watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Here it is. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. So he, he sustains us. He doesn't slumber, and he also, watch this now, he also gives us sleep. He gives us rest. Because we understand that the assignment that we have is from God. And here it is, unless the Lord builds a house, unless the Lord watch over the city, he said the things that are stressing you out, give those things to God. The things that are causing you not to be able to rest, give them to God. 
And that's what we're going to do. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is giving all of the pressures of life. It's giving them to God. Prayer is when you say, God, I want to make you legal in this situation. I want to make you legal in this city. Lord, it can't be my agenda. It can't be my strategies. It's got to be from you. And I'm going to tell you, TGP, we're going to reach our destiny. Here's why. Because God is building what he's doing. God is the one that we're looking to. God is the one. And it's going to come because we're going to be birthed in prayer. Because someone say, yes. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep, your sleep, excuse me, will be sweet. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Jesus, teach us to pray. There are people who can't sleep. And they're reading your word and saying, why am I not able to sleep? Teach us to pray. Instead of us saying, don't you care that we're going to perish? We're saying, we're going to be praying. And right now, the number one call in your life is to pray. You know it's the will of God for you to pray. If you want to have a good night's sleep, and you want to be able to, to understand what it is to rest in the peace of God, first thing you can do is, God, teach us how to pray. That's it. That's it. Teach us how to pray. So right where you are, the first prayer is the prayer of salvation. Is if this message of the kingdom has resonated with you, the Holy Spirit's convicting you, and for those who are watching on Facebook Live, if this message has gotten, the first thing is, God, you have to pray the prayer. Lord, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that, that, that you are the Savior of the world and that you saved me from my sins. That's the first thing, is the prayer of salvation. The second thing is the prayer of safety. The prayer of safety. So right where you are right now, right? If that's you, if that's with every head bowed, every eyes closed, if that's you, and, and, and you're praying the prayer of salvation, you're, you're praying, say, God, God, I, I, the kingdom message, I, I want to live by the kingdom uh, uh, authority, Lord God, and I surrender my life to you. If that's you with your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want you to raise your hands in this place. If that's you, if that's you, if, if that's you, real, real quick, real quick. Praise God, praise God. I need to sleep, Lord. And the first thing is, I got to sleep knowing that I'm standing in your presence, righteous. And that just happened right now, right now, right where you are. For those hands that raised right now, just say, Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that you accept me. I thank you for the work you did so I can have access to you, God. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. But here's the other thing that we want to do now, the prayer. We got, we got less than a minute. Here's the other thing. Is the prayer for safety. Is the prayer for safety. Earlier, I had you hold hands with the person beside you. And I had you declare that I'm a gift to somebody. I'm a blessing to somebody. And what I want us to do right now is I want us to turn where you're seated right now. And I want you to make an altar right where you are. 
Right where you are. You don't have to move, but just right where you are now. I want you to turn your focus. And I want you now to just pray as the Holy Spirit for the next 60 seconds. Just allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you and just start to declare and just start to pray because there's people who are in prison and it's your prayers that's going to set them free. Come on. Come on. Believe that right now. Believe that your prayers are being answered by God. That the Bible says the church was praying and this nation, this nation, this government, this society, what they need is prayer. Every time a tragedy takes place, they always says, please pray. Please pray. So right where you are. Get comfortable in a life of prayer. That's where we're going. Come on. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for a safe journey. We thank you as we make decisions, Lord God. As we make decisions based on what your will is for our life. We thank you that there's people who are praying for us. That we will arrive in our destiny safely. That we'll be able to sleep at night because we know, God, that you cause us to dwell in safety. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, if you're here, if you're here. And you need prayer. I'm going to stay right at this altar. And you want to come in agreement. And if you want prayer, I want you to come. And I want you to find a place at this altar. I want you to pray. Father, bless those who have to go. But if that's you and you're saying, God, God, I, I, I steps to sound sleep first begins with, with, with prayer. And God, I now, I can't lay my head unless I first be on my knees. If that's you here, I want you to come. And we're going to pray. We're going to believe God for you. That no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. In the name of Jesus. If that's you, I want you to come right now. If that's you, that's you right now. I want you to come. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. I want you to come because you're going to get comfortable in this life of prayer. You're going you're gonna to have this boldness that whether at Walmart, you're going to pray no matter where you are. You're going to pray at school. You're going to pray at college. You're going to pray. You're going to realize that there's people who need to sleep. And the church was earnestly in prayer. If that's you, I want you to come. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Thank you. That you want to say, God, teach me how to pray. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I want to, I want to, I want you to teach me how to pray. I, I, I want you to teach me how to pray. I want to be able to sleep at night. Come on, you've been assigned by God to be a blessing and it starts with first being a prayer warrior. encourage you. Father, bless your people in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I pray peace over you and I declare the goodness of God over you. And I pray tonight you'll have a great sleep knowing the will of God for your life. In Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. He's glorious to be praised. And please know that Pastor Rowan is praying for you. And you will be successful in your journey. 
in Jesus' name. Greet one another. The altar is available. I'm going to be here praying. So if you need prayer, I want you to come up. I want to pray with you. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you on Wednesday. Have an amazing week. Hallelujah. This is the week I start. Amen. Friday was my last day. Praise God. I'm so super excited. Amen. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your partnership. God has great things in store for us. Be blessed.